0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by J Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome
1: back to Coast View. It's uh it's Friday, so Friday's the day where we have uh I like to say Jeff Duncan day. Uh, usually we have them in the first half of the of the day. We didn't have them at the f- first half. Today we'll have him in the se- next two segments, but Jeff is uh, it works with NOLA.com and the times Union, He's covered the Saints longer than anyone else. He's on the Hall of Fame selection committee. He's written numerous books, and we just enjoy visiting with him from week to week about what's the latest with the Saints and the latest with Jeff, for that matter. How you doing, Jeff?
2: Ricky, I'm doing great. Uh, kind of a little bit of a break from uh the grind with that Thursday game, back-to-back Thursday game. So we had a little bit, almost like a mini bye week. So I feel refreshed and ready for uh, the season, uh, late season run.
1: Yeah. So let's have a run. (laughs) Let's have a (laughs) run. Let's break the streak. So, uh, hey, let's jump right in, man. I mean, Taysom Hill's finger. What's your read on the situation?
2: Well, he's going to play with it. He's going to play with that splint on his uh, middle finger. I mean, I think it's... Uh, problematic a little bit with his, you know, passing. We saw it in the Thursday night game. He had some accuracy issues. But I I just get the feeling that he's their best option. He made so many plays with his legs, you know, ran for over 100 yards for the first time in his career. And I don't think they're going to be passing a lot against the Jets, Ricky. I think this game plan is going to be not quite as bad as what we saw the Patriots the other night. But I think they're going to be heavily – Ground oriented, and I think they want to take advantage of his running ability. Even though that that finger is obviously a concern.
1: Yeah, you know it was interesting, and man, the Saints cannot get a break. That's at the end of the day, that's what we're dealing with here. But he came out blowing and going, man. He came out. I mean, his passes, I at mean, least like initially, were very accurate. And um, I mean, he was he throws a bullet. To, you know, I mean, it's incredible that part. His running was inspired. Um, and then he hurts his finger, and then the the whole game kind of changed after that. But I mean, there's no way to there's no way to not say. I mean, you can probably and you probably have analyzed it from a decision making point of view versus what was just a pure accuracy issue. But there was no arguing the fact that his finger affected him once he injured it.
2: Yeah, and I think also he was guilty of pressing late. You know it. it it reminded me of some of the games that Jameis Winston played with the Bucks, where he didn't have a very good team. He was trying to play from behind and maybe trying a little too hard to, to make some plays down the stretch. And, uh, you know, that happens when you're playing catch-up. So the Saints just need to get a lead in a game, Ricky. I mean, this is three losses in a row where they've never had a lead ever. And, and in this five-game losing streak, I pointed out the other day, they've They've led for a grand total of five minutes in five total games. I mean, they're always playing from behind, and I think that leads to some of these mistakes.
1: Well, how do you do it without playmakers?
2: Well, they're going to get one back. They're getting Alvin Kamara back this week. So, I mean, that's a big, big return. Uh, He's easily their best offensive playmaker, maybe their best overall player. And, uh, you know, he's missed four games. That's the most he's ever missed in his career. So he should be healthy in the Jets' have the worst defense in the league statistically, one of the worst run defenses in the league. So I expect we're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill and Alvin Camaro.
1: And Mark Ingram.
2: Uh, that I don't think. Uh, yeah. It sounds like he may be caught up in the COVID protocols this week, unfortunately.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So uh, are, are they falling like like uh, flies? Or are we? No, it's a just t- uh, yeah.
2: as far as I know, just him and Cam Jordan. Now, they, there's this is the the state of the Saints, Ricky. You get back Alvin Kamara, you lose Mike Mark Ingram. You get back Marcus Davenport, which looks like that's going to happen this week, uh, and you lose Cam Jordan. That's just kind of the way it's been this year.
1: Unbelievable. So they've made some tweaks to the roster this week. Tell me about that.
2: Well, they released Kenny Stills, and that's no surprise. He's had a, he really didn't make much of an impact here. And uh, I I told somebody in the press conference after the game Thursday when Sean Payton mentioned that play, that he did not make that catch right before halftime and led to that kind of deflection, interception. Uh, When Sean Payton does that, historically, your days are numbered. And I just feel like Sean had had enough. Uh, You know, Kenny Stills has been targeted 22 times and only caught five of those 22 targets. Um, And I just think he was probably trying to send a message to the rest of the team. He's not going to accept a lack of execution. I know he he actually wanted to make some other changes I heard, uh, but um, I think they're going with the status quo. So he, he, he said this week, Sean, that was not happy with the tackling against Dallas and was definitely not happy with the effort. I think more defensively than anything else against Dallas. So I expect, uh, a wake-up call for for some of these guys on the Saints, and I expect them to play much better and harder against the Jets.
1: Well, you said that a couple of times now. I look back as as recent as uh, you know, maybe the last two or three shows, where there's been been an issue. We needed the defense to play. And we were going to win the game. We've always said said this from the very beginning. We're going you know we're going to our whole season depends on how well the defense plays, but when there's some question about whether their hearts are in the game or not, whether they're playing with the kind of passion they played at the beginning of the season, they haven't been able to fix that. So what, what do you think What do you is going on there?
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's natural, I think. You know, you're losing, your offense is struggling, and you have a little bit of a letdown. And it's not just one player. I think the, the thing that Sean was saying that I think was eye-opening is a little bit is it might be just one player on one play, and then the next play might be another player. And they're not maybe pursuing the ball. They're not giving that, that extra effort you have to give. And it's hard to play defense in the NFL if not all 11 guys are not running to the ball. That's what ends up happening when you end up with a big play. One person doesn't give effort, and it's all it takes. So I think he's lit a charge uh, under this team um, this week. And, and I think that long break, look, he gave them basically from Thursday's game all the way off to Monday, uh, basically four days off to, to get. You know, kind of get recharged, get their legs under them. So I expect the Saints to play very well on Sunday. I'll be shocked if they don't at least give great effort.
1: So, uh, other than Taysom's finger, how did he hold up? Because you know he was going in with the foot injury. He was going in, obviously still getting over his uh, concussion. Every time he runs, you you hold your breath because he's so fast and so such a hard runner. Ah. it's just scary watching him run because you wonder if he's going to get up or not. But what, what's your assessment and what's the assessment of the team on how he's doing other, other than the finger?
2: Well, I think a lot of good and bad. I mean, the good is, uh, you know, you accounted for 365 yards of offense, ran for over 100 yards, threw for 264 yards. And I think more importantly, a lot of big plays. You know, they had seven plays of 23 or more yards. So that's what's been missing from this offense are those chunk plays and explosive plays. So those came back both on on the ground and through the air. They were able to get some big plays. And that's what Sean Payton likes about having Taysom Hill a quarterback is it forces defenses to play the safety up. One of the two safeties has to play up to account for the run, and that leaves you vulnerable on the back end. And we saw that happen in the game. The downside were, were the turnovers. He had four interceptions. I mean, you can't win. With four interceptions. Now, three of them came late when I think they were playing catch up. A couple of bad throws that he'd probably like to have back. I think the one before halftime was not a bad throw. You know, it was just a deflected ball. That happens. But he also was inaccurate uh, on some plays, too, that were just incompletions that should have been completed. And I think some of that goes back to his hand and some of it maybe just rust from not playing that much. So, Sean Payton endorsed him this week. He's he's behind him, so I don't think we're going to see any change at quarterback.
1: I predict he's going to have a good week. I I just because you saw you saw moments of really significant talent. I mean, he seemed to be reading defenses pretty good in, in that game. You know, again, some misses and deflections and whatever else. You know, maybe or maybe not related to his finger. But you you felt like the offense was behind him, that that you know they they felt they felt like they could move the ball. Is that is that a general consensus of people who've been watching it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. You see the ability. I mean, he's big and fast. He's fast by NFL standards. Uh, so you can see the physical talent. There's a physicality to his game. I really think it's important for the Saints to get back one of their tackles, either Teron Armstead or Ryan Ramczyk. Um, quickly because those guys also kind of are a force physically up front. And without them, the Saints really had to – they had to kind of jerry-rig their game plan. I mean, they, they did a lot of rollouts with Taysom to kind of protect the tackles. And they just had to kind of make do uh, with the backup tackles. So I think that was also a big factor in, in in that game. And if they get one of them back, and then you can start Ramchek or Armstead with James Hurst, who I think is a very solid – uh, credible player. Then you're you're back in the game with that offensive line.
1: So what's the uh, what's the latest on their injuries?
2: Well, we don't know. I mean, they, they, their practice status has been up in the air for the last two weeks. Um, I would think this long break that they had will help them in that regard. Uh, I know Teron Armstead was close to coming back last week, so I would think one of them will be back. Uh, for sure. If they get both of them back, I think it'll be a big boost. I mean, Ricky, they're in this thing. I mean, a nine and eight is probably going to make the playoffs. And the Saints play only one team with a winning record in their last five games. If they could win four of those games, uh, they could finish nine and eight. And, and, and you, you just don't know how it's going to play out. So I think Sean Payton's trying to say, hey, let, let, let's take this break, get recharged, and let's try and make a run at this thing and see what happens.
1: So the Saints have to deal with another suspension. We'll talk more about that when we get on the other side. See you after this break.
0: You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. It's uh, Jeff Duncan Day from NOLA.com at the Times-Picayune. And we're talking about the Saints. Jeff, one of the things, <laughs> I told you this. You know this about me. We've talked about it a lot over the last couple of years. But when the Saints are winning, I can't read enough about it. When they're losing, I don't want to have much to do with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what yeah, I've noticed no, though, you're not alone, but what Ricky.
2: No- That's what everybody I- is. I think.
1: I know, but what's I mean? Tell you what's different though. This is a little different because of the we've been decimated by all these injuries and all this moving around with players and whatever. I've actually found myself wanting to read more. And I think you know your team have has done such a great job of covering the Saints in all these angles. Because I mean, man, I mean, there all these all these transactions that are taking now a new a new suspension that we knew was coming. Incidentally, Not, no big surprise there. But all these things are. I've been wanting to keep up with it on a day-to-day basis because it's constantly changing. So it's less about a team that's losing. And more about a team that has a lot of challenges and really on a day-to-day basis wanting to keep up with how they're overcoming these challenges. And and your team, man, you got to feel, like, thrilled to have the people around you on the NOLA.com times Union team. They're doing a great job, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they're working around the clock. I mean, with every one of these coming and going transactions like you're talking about requires a story. And, and it seems like it's never-ending with this team. We've had so many... Uh, either injuries, suspensions, whatever, you know, signings. Uh, I agree with you. It's been a crazy year and uh, keeping up with it. Uh, and, and you know what else is interesting, Ricky? I was out last night in New Orleans at a restaurant and talked to a couple of people there that I get the sentiment. Both of them said, we don't want to win any more games. We we want the <laughs> team to lose <laughs> and i've never seen that before with with the fan base but it's it's a very common sentiment people want a high draft pick they feel like this year is just a lost season because of the injuries because of all the things we're talking about they're ready to just say let's let's move on let's get a high draft pick get maybe a quarterback or something and and move on i've never seen that before with this with this fan base but it's not that simple you know the, the fans have one one mission right i mean they they have time on their side guys like Cam Jordan and Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis. I mean, they're in their thirties. This might be one of their last chances to make a run. So they're not on the same timeline. They want to win, you know. So yeah. uh, don't yeah. don't expect the Saints to tank at all. Is what I'm guess what I'm getting at. I,
1: well, you know, it's interesting because if I think about, if I'm honest, you know, if I'm just honest about it, I want them to win. But then I wonder what winning. If if you know if they don't win as you pointed out, four of the last five games, they don't have a chance. So if they you know, win two or three, then how's that going to impact us? I have often thought, what is the draft pick scenario? But you know, you know, speaking of quarterback, we could have the quarterback of future already on our roster, couldn't we?
2: Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, between um, Ian Book, uh, Taysom Hill, and I, I'll be interested to see how how they uh, handle Jameis Winston in the off season. They didn't get a Real long look at at him, unfortunately, because of the injury. But I know they very very much like him. So I I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. I I think all options will be considered, internal, external, trades. I mean, this team is going to be aggressive, I think, this offseason in trying to address the quarterback position. I look at it. I know I think we've talked about this before. It reminds me a lot of the Patriots last year. They had that down year. They had to get their salary cap in order. They went with Cam Newton as kind of a Band-Aid fill-in transition guy, and they went 7-9, and missed the playoffs, and then they get Mac Jones in the draft and look at him. They're the number one seed in the AFC this year, right back in the mix.
1: Yeah, y'all did a good job of covering this reality, which I did not understand about Peyton, but people want Ian Book to come in. But he's never started a rookie.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, the Saints have only started three rookies in their entire franchise tenure, and the last one – at quarterback was Danny Werfel in 1997 uh, and he went 0-2 it's hard to win in this league and, and I think we're in this microwave society now Ricky where everybody wants everything right now no one wants to wait and uh, I think the Saints are wise to kind of let him figure it out and we're not down on him just because we're not playing him doesn't mean we're down on him uh, we just don't feel like the need to you know, pressure him into playing right now and they're still very high on Ian Book and, uh, but like I pointed out in my column Tony Romo came from eastern Illinois to the Cowboys and he didn't play for three years uh, right. and he turned out to be a pro bowler, a multi-time pro bowler so it, it doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you're not well thought of just because you're not playing.
1: Is there a scuttlebutt on Ian Book just from watching him in practice et cetera?
2: Well, I think the thing about Ian Book, I've compared him often uh, to Jake DeLome. When I covered Jake DeLome with the Saints, uh, he was kind of that same kind of player. He doesn't necessarily wow you with his physical talent. Uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, he's not going to stand out at a combine running or throwing, but he's just kind of a gamer. He's a winner. And Jake DeLome ended up uh, going to Carolina. He took them to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he he made the Pro Bowl there. And when he was in New Orleans – he couldn't beat out Aaron Brooks because he didn't. He's just not a great practice player. I've talked to many players like that. He he didn't blow you away in practice, so he could beat out Aaron Brooks. He goes somewhere else and has a really successful career. But because he's a winner and players kind of rally around him, he's got that intangible quality, and that's what you hear about Ian Book. He's got intangibles uh, that you just can't coach. Or the so dis- I, the,
1: yeah, I the just suspension. think he's going to end
2: up being a, a big time player down the road for him.
1: We're out of time, but the the suspension that we saw coming was Deontay Harris being out for three games, and yep. so once again we'll have to watch to see what happens with the wide receivers. But you look for them to win against the Jets. It's going to be much, much a running game. Hopefully they do win. And uh, it's been a pleasure to, to visit with you, my friend.
2: All right, Ricky. Thanks again, and uh, we'll talk again next week, buddy.
1: Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on Monday. Bye bye.